Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm here to help you to understand and enter the kingdom of God. My experience was in 1997, I was not a believer. I believed in God. I probably would have said Jesus was God, certainly not Muhammad or, or Buddha. And that was because I was brought up uh, in a Catholic Italian Irish Catholic family so but that's religion and even though I had been to some Sunday school classes my parents and I did not attend a church and one day in 1997 I was largely minding my own business walking down Prospect Hill Road in Camberwell when I heard the music coming from inside the school in fact, inside the gymnasium was a church called Christian City Church. And I was overwhelmed. I was overcome. You know, bigger than any Disneyland roller coaster ride, better than any trip that any drug could give. I, I, I fell in love. I fell in love with, with a person and he was infused in the atmosphere and the only analogy I can give is those old cartoons where the lady would bake a cake or a pie and put it in the window and the you know the the animal the dog character would float float along the highway of the scent and that's what it was like the highway of the scent of God and so when I walked into that building I I had no idea who they were, but I was totally wrecked. I was crying, I had tears down my eyes, I had snot down my face, and I'll never forget the man standing at the door handing out, you know, the weekly bulletin, the newsletter. He just smiled. I don't know what he thought I was on, and I would have looked like, I don't know, an angel or a druggie, I don't know which... And I worshipped my heart out. I worshipped my brains out. I just entered into this room where they were playing music, worshipping God. And immediately I remember feeling not only that I had come home, but it was like I was a drop of water and I found the ocean. And I became one. Now, I don't even remember those people. Those people have largely changed over the last 24 years that I've been attending that church. And I thank God every day that I have not left that church. Now, I've had lots of ups and downs in life since then. But the Bible says that we go from glory to glory, that we go from strength to strength, that God changes us into the image of Christ. And so what I want to say to you today, whether you're a Christian or not, is that the problems that occur in this world 
you know, they're not so much from God. Sometimes we, we blame God, we blame the devil, we blame ourselves, but sometimes it's just life. We were not meant to be down here in this way. We were given the earth. The Bible says in Psalm 115 and in Psalm 8 and in Genesis and all through the Bible that God gave the earth to mankind to rule over. And mankind was never meant to rule over the earth alone. We certainly were never meant to rule over the earth through Satan. But that spiritually is what has happened. What has happened is mankind gave the kingdom of, of this world, the kingdom of our God, mankind gave that kingdom to the devil because the Bible says we are a slave to who we obey. You know, if I said to somebody, you know, if I was really hungry and starving and said to somebody, look, if you only give me some bread to eat, I will work for you. I'll be your slave. You know, the moment that I ate that bread, I would be their slave and, unless I can get out of it. And that's what happened to mankind. Mankind gave the kingdom to the devil because we obeyed him. We, through Adam and Eve, obeyed the devil. Now, when you understand kingdom, you'll understand this because it makes sense. For example, when America declared independence from Great Britain, that was considered you know, an act of war. That was considered treason. That was considered violence. There's nothing more opposite to kingdom than independence. Independence is the opposite to kingdom. And that's why God in the Bible and pastors in churches are constantly encouraging you and I to be dependent on God. Come to God. Come to me, Jesus said. Those who are weary, those who are heavy burdened, come to me and I, the King, will give you rest. You see, once you're a citizen of the kingdom of God, you become God's property. That's just the way it is. In a kingdom, the king owns everything. That's why we call it crown land. That's why Robin Hood was, you know, uh, criminalized for killing the deer because the deer were royal deer. So you are owned by God. And unfortunately, until you believe in Jesus Christ, until you surrender, until you repent and go back to the King of Kings, you are, in all intents and purposes, owned by the devil. Jesus said this to the Pharisees. He said, you are children of the devil. Jesus said to the Pharisees, your father is Satan. Jesus said to the Pharisees, you close the door in men's faces. And he was talking about men who are wanting to enter the kingdom. And you see, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Whether you're a Christian or not, you might be Muslim, you might be atheist, you might be agnostic, you might be rich, you might be poor, but you desperately want the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is who you are, it's who you were made to be. In other words, God put dominion inside of you. God put dominion. What's dominion? It's kingdom, it's ruling, it's rulership. That's the reason you don't want to be in debt. That's the reason you don't like lining up 
for government cheese. That's the reason you don't like it when people forget your name. They forget your birthday. That's the reason you want lots of people to like your YouTube channel. You want lots of people to like your post. It's because God created you for rulership. God created you for dominion. You are born to rule. You are born to rule. A fish is born to swim. A bird is born to fly. You don't have to teach a fish to swim. You don't have to teach a bird to fly. And you don't have to teach a human to rule. You are meant to rule. And you see this, whether it's through Napoleon or Genghis Khan, you know, or Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. Humankind was given the earth to rule. Now, they are ruling it from the other kingdom. See, that's what you've got to understand. We have the kingdom of God and we have the kingdom of the devil. Now, the whole world, and that means every person, every government, every country, every economic system is run by the devil. That's what the Bible says. So we as Christians, we are only different because we have changed kingdoms. How do we know we've changed kingdoms? There's only one way. You are owned by God. You surrender your life to Jesus Christ. And He, being the King of the kingdom of God, He puts His Spirit inside of you. He, he actually owns you. He takes over your life. You might have heard the scriptures. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. Jesus said, if you lose your life, you will find it. These aren't poems. These aren't magical statements. These are a description of reality. I want to encourage you, when you read the Bible, whether you're a Christian or not, I want to encourage you when you go to church, when you read the Bible, when you think about God, I want to encourage you to consider that these words that we speak, these words from Jesus, these words from the Bible, consider that they are a description of reality. These are a description of reality. The truth is, if you judge, you will be judged. You know, just look at any movie, any any Hollywood movie, we see the same things playing out. We see the pattern, the way God made this world. You know, God will not be mocked. God will not be judged. God does not lead anybody into temptation. Now, there are four different types of love mentioned in the Bible. There are four different words for love. There's the romantic, erotic love. There's the brotherly, kindness, friendless love, friendly love. There's the, the love of, of God, which is agape love. And you see, people forget. People forget that, that God's love is all four of those. And you just have to read Song of Solomon's to see that. God is a jealous lover. The Bible says that, that Christ and the church is like a man and his wife. Now, this is why we struggle in this world. 
because we don't realize what love really is. Love is a decision. Love is agape love. Love is filios love, but it's not only filios love. Filios love is God is my friend. You see, Peter had filios love for Jesus. He followed Jesus to the cross, but he didn't love Jesus to the cross. He, he denied him. He denied him three times. Je Peter said, I will die for you. That's agape love. But then in reality, when the rooster crowed three times, he became a friend. He wasn't a lover. He was a friend. He was loving him as a friend. He, he, he snuck in to see the judgment. He snuck in to follow his friend. But he was ashamed of him. So what I'm saying is that love is obedience. Love is sacrifice. Love is discipline. Love is ownership. You see, if you really love somebody, you will die for them. If you really love somebody, you will lay down your life for them. It's not just erotic love. It's not just friendship love. It's, it's ownership love. And God, He wants you. He wants you in a way that you can't possibly understand. The Bible says that God knew you before you were in your mother's womb. So you are not just your body. You are a spirit. You are an eternal spirit that is beyond space and time and that existed before you entered your mother's womb because he, the Bible says he knew you before you were in your mother's womb. And so there's a relationship with God. There's a history with God. And he is looking to you. He's waiting to see whether you will choose him again. This isn't right. This is not the way things were meant to be. You know, at the moment, I believe that God's will is for sovereign states in government. You know, I don't believe that he wants there to be tampering in elections and things like that from foreign powers. But state-run sovereignty is not God's perfect will. His perfect will is man <clears throat> on earth in relationship with God, and each man is self-governing. There's no need for a stop sign if, if you're going to stop. There's no need for a ticket inspector if nobody's going to park illegally. And God has a plan, and His plan hasn't changed. His plan is to have relationship with man. His plan is to rule the earth with man. God was ruling the earth with Adam and Eve. He was walking with them in the garden. He was naming the animals together with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were expanding God's kingdom. God said to Adam and Eve to expand, to multiply, to subdue the earth. So we're actually doing it, but we're not doing it in relationship with Him. And so today I just want to lead you in a citizenship prayer. That is how you get born again. You, you naturalize as a citizen of the kingdom of God. If you want to leave Australia and become a citizen of America, or if you want to leave Asia, Indonesia, and become a citizen of Australia, you need to come here. You need to, to make a declaration and you swear 
and your allegiance. You change nationalities. And that's what you've got to do today. You, through the blood of Jesus Christ, he has made a way. God never intended us to live in subjugation under the elements of the earth. God never intended us to, to, to rule and to have to live outside of relationship with him. God intended us to walk with him, and so he has made provision. He has made provision by shedding his blood. He died in your place. Because of your inherited rebellion, you could not be right with God. You could not be in relationship with God. This is hard for some people to understand, but God is holy. <laughs> there is no darkness in him. And so if you are not holy, if you are living in sin, and all of us have sinned, all of us have sinned, other than Jesus, every man, woman and child from the age of, you know, five or six has sinned. You know, we do our own thing. Now, sin, it hurts us. It hurts us to, you know, to, to hurt somebody. You know, when you say something mean, it hurts you. You, you. you walk away feeling bad. It, it wounds your soul. Whatever the sin is, it could be a sin of the mind. It could be a relationship sin. It could be a sexual sin. It doesn't matter. All sin is rebellion. Remember, I was talking about the kingdom of God being a, a kingdom. And in the kingdom, God owns you. So he has forgiven you already. Jesus hung on that cross and said, Father, forgive them, that's you and me, forgive them for what they do. They don't know what they're doing. Now we are able to be forgiven. All we have to do is receive. The greatest sin that mankind will be judged for and thrown into hell for will be not accepting Jesus. The greatest sin is unbelief. The greatest sin is not saying yes to and just not receiving forgiveness. So God opens his arms wide to receive you. In fact, he pinned them to the cross. I think that's a sign for us that he opens his arms for you and pinned his hands to the wood of that tree to show you this is how much I love you. How much? This much. In fact, I'm going to nail my hands to the cross so that I can't show you any less than my total acceptance and love. So run to that cross today. I want you to run to that cross. I don't want you to, to, to go slowly. I want you to walk up and run up to that cross and just say yes. You know, I often imagine, you know, kissing his feet. I often imagine the blood that dripped down that cross and touching it. You know, I imagine, you know, the, the dirt under that location. Sometimes I think, you know, what would happen if I flew to Israel and found that place, you know, Golgotha, where he was crucified. I would just want to hug the dirt. I would, I would want to eat the dirt, you know, because of his love. Now that is love. Dying on that cross in your place is love. And then we're going to pray this prayer. Say, Father God, so you can say that after me, Father God, I love you. I receive Jesus Christ. I receive the truth. 
I receive forgiveness. Help me live for your kingdom come. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I pray that the Father would give you the kingdom. I pray that the Father would give you the Holy Spirit. I pray that Jesus would send you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus who wants to live in you and he wants to come upon you. You know, like me running into that high school and being overwhelmed, you are now carrying the same presence that I felt. You are now carrying, if you prayed that prayer, if you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ not only died for your sins but rose from the dead and is now sitting with God the Father in heaven. Now the third person of the Godhead, the third part of God's character, nature and person is the Holy Spirit and he is currently here on the earth. If he wasn't here, you and I would not know God. If he wasn't here, you and I could not see God. He is the one who makes the Bible come alive. He is called the Spirit of Truth. So without him, the whole world would be in darkness. In fact, one day, very soon, the Holy Spirit is going to leave and he's going to take all of the church with him. Like myself, joining the, the ocean as a drop of water, you and I as Christians have joined into the Holy Spirit. So when he goes, we go, because we are one with him. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will never pass away. He also said that if you're standing on the word, if you're standing on the rock, which is his word, then no matter what storms in life come, you will not be shaken. Your house, which means your life, will stand. And so you and I are able to stand on the rock. You and I are able to stand on the word of God. And I believe that you, if you're in Christ right now, if you prayed that prayer, You now are able to carry that presence so that other people would run to you. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You are the one that Jesus is sending when he said, The Father sent me and now I'm sending you. So he's saying, go, go into all the earth. You know, there is a lot of turmoil. There is a lot of calamity in the earth. Part of it is a consequence of mankind not knowing God. And the devil is trying to take over at the moment. I want to encourage you to read the Bible. It's a bit of an unusual recommendation, but read 1 and 2 Thessalonians first. Read 1 and 2 Thessalonians. Then go back and read the Gospel book of John. And then go and read 1, 2 and 3 John, which is a letter written by the same author as the Gospel of John. These are going to be a great start. And then if you feel confident, read the book of Revelation in that order. So 1 and 2 Thessalonians, you can just Google it and then read the Gospel of John. Then read the letters, 1, 2 and 3 letters of John. And then read the book of Revelation And then go back and read Philippians and Colossians and Ephesians. Then read 1 and 2 Corinthians. 
then you'll be ready to read Hebrews, and then you'll be ready to read 1 and 2 Timothy. Now, after you've read those books, I'd encourage you to go back and read the whole of the Old Testament. You're going to need to do it as a discipline because it's it's a long, long, long book. I think there's like 39 books or so uh, in the, is that the New Testament? There are 66 books in total. And so there are a lot of books in the Old Testament. I want to encourage you to go back and to read them um, and then read the New Testament again in order, Matthew through to Revelation. I've been Jonathan. You've been listening. Listen, this is all you need to not only enter the kingdom of God, but to grow. And listen, God loves you. He approves of you. He blesses you. He's pinned his hands to the cross. That's how much he accepts you. I love you too, and God bless you. I'm Jonathan in Melbourne from melbourneundergroundchurch.com. That's melbourneundergroundchurch.com.